Welcome to Try Talking Sport, the podium podcast for athletes, adventurers and endurance enthusiasts, hosted by me, Joanne Murphy. Happy New Year, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. I can't believe it is the 1st of January already and that this is the first episode of 2020, a new year and a new decade. The new year brings with it lots of opportunities to reflect on the previous year, to be happy for what we have received and achieved, and maybe a bit sad for what we have lost. But it's also an opportunity to be grateful and appreciate what we have whilst looking to the future of where we are going and what we are doing. Thankfully, over the past 10 years, there have been more personal and professional highs than lows. I've met some incredible people, been to fascinating places, raced at all distances of triathlon, raced with and set two Irish cycling records with the Galway Babes, Breege, Karen and Marie, who have become more than teammates and friends, but have become part of our family. I've worked with some fabulous people and wonderful companies, and I'm very fortunate to be in a position to pursue my passion for sport as a full-time profession. They say that time flies and you're having fun, and this has been one hell of a whirlwind. We've heard on the show that sport has the power to change a life, and triathlon has changed my own life for the better. And as we go through the next 12 months, I'm going to be repeating the mantra of living the lifestyle, and that lifestyle is of an active triathlete. In the past year, work and life have been very busy, and I've had a less than active approach to being an athlete, but it's time to take back control and embrace the love of the sport of triathlon from training to racing, swimming, biking, and running my way through the year, and not just talking about it or just talking at races or events. So watch this space. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey with the podcast so far and for your support of the shows by tuning in. We set out to give airtime and a platform to people doing extraordinary things in endurance sport, to spread inspiration and motivation with our guests and to encourage you, the listeners, to follow your own passion for sport in whatever guise that may be. I'm so delighted to announce that we have hit 10,000 downloads of the show, which, considering the number of shows released to date and our pretty niche market, is flipping brilliant. Thank you all so much. Huge thanks to everyone who has downloaded the show, shared it and reviewed it. I really appreciate it. A big special shout out to the producer of the show who is a legend in his own right and has supported and steered the show in the right direction from the original concept back in January 2019 right through to today. Now, before we head into this first episode of 2020, just to let you know, we launched our January fitness challenge this week with our partners, Nuco. You can check it out on our social media channels or on www.trytalkingsport.com. It's very easy. Simply complete 15 hours of physical activity between January 1st and 31st to be in with the chance to win some great prizes. It's not too late to sign up and it's the perfect opportunity to set some fitness goals for 2020 and the year ahead. Now, to our guests this week, I'm delighted to kick off 2020 with Con and Aaron Doherty from Westport, two brothers who have raced internationally for Ireland across running, triathlon and cycling. Khan, a high-performance triathlete, is chasing Olympic qualification on the road to Tokyo whilst continuing his college studies. He has raced triathlon since 2010, pretty much grown up with the sport and has a long list of great results since first dipping his toes in triathlon. In 2019, he had an exceptional year with multiple podium finishes on the domestic and international circuit. Aaron, the younger brother of the two, is currently studying in the University of Limerick He has transitioned from running to triathlon, turned his hand to professional cycling and has come full circle to return to triathlon in 2019. He is the 2019 Triathlon Ireland BMW National Series champion and the Junior Elite National Champion. Continues to race as a cyclist domestically. We shoot the breeze in this episode and chat about the journey in sport, the importance of goal setting, mastering your skill, self-discipline, sibling rivalry and general passion for sport. Welcome to the show, Con and Aaron Doherty, two brothers from Westport who join me here in Galway today, both after completing the St. Stephen's Day 10K in Athenry. Con finished in third position today, a great, great run for him. We'll hear more about that later on. Uh, But before we get stuck into the show, uh, I want Con and Aaron to introduce themselves to you because... I will not do justice to the sporting background that these uh, boys have. So, Con, we'll give the microphone over to you to start. Oh, jeez, right. Um, my name's Con. I'm a, I'm a, a triathlete for Ireland, a high-performance triathlete. I'm trying to qualify for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. And, um, yeah, I'm studying in 
the UL University of Limerick. I'm a scholarship student down there, and uh, yeah, it's, I guess that's me. <laughs> uh, try, try to go for the Olympics. You've had a, a phenomenal year this year. Yeah, it was not not been bad. Um, could have been better, could have been worse. I think it's I'm still progressing. Like um, I'd have. I had a very good junior career and then took a few years to transition over and this year I, I guess I've never been so motivated in my life um, and I've never I've kind of there's a lot of things <coughs> that I've realized I can improve on um, so yeah I'm very excited um, and yeah there's nothing I prefer to be doing than following the dream yeah swim biking and run your way to Tokyo hopefully yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll come back to that now because um you're the first set of brothers and family members we've had on the show and I think Aaron might be the quiet one of the two today but Aaron tell us a little bit about your background um in the sport of triathlon and uh, in cycling specifically really I suppose is where yeah. your major area would be so yeah my name is Aaron Doherty brother of Khan um I'm 19 and uh, yeah I, I started off as a well, I actually started off as a triathlete. Um, I think running was my first sport I took up, really. And then swimming and cycling was actually the last one. And then I dropped dropped the running and the swimming and then went full-time cycling. But I've done full circle now and I'm coming back to triathlon. And you've been following in Khan's footsteps, really, because... <laughs> oh, um, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Khan, you had a breakthrough year, really, in 2018. I mean, you did a phenomenal year of racing last year. But 2019 has been your year for triathlon, I think, um, Aaron, has it? Okay, you can you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've had a great, yeah, first year. Like, it's my f- first proper year of triathlon, like, so, yeah, National Series champion. So, I, I can't complain. For, like, yeah, I'll see, I'll see how, how far I can go next year, yeah. Go up another step. You've only been running about three months. Yeah. Yeah, so Because, you, you, like, yeah. last... I, I, like, it was this time last year I made the decision to change over to um, triathlon. And then within, like, a month, like, I was just doing, like, crazy work. Like, like I went in straight, straight into running, like, 50k a week. And I, could just, I wasn't fit for it. And then, so like... sitting on your... Yeah, after si- sitting on a bike, sitting on a bike for four years, not doing any injustice to cycling. It's not like just sit on your ass. <laughs> That's not what cycling is. But yeah, um, like going, yeah, like it's such more like running's like such more of a like contact sport. Like there's so much, yeah, like, pressure. Yeah, pressure in your joints and all that. And um, within a, I'd say, I think yeah, two within months. a month or two months, I. Had a pretty serious injury. Okay. <laughs> I had a stress fracture in the neck, neck of my femur. Kept ra- running out of it. <laughs> and I didn't know what was wrong with me, so I, I kept going. And um, yeah, don't don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> oh don't my do, god. Don't do that at home, kids. But you've both um, <laughs> you've both come from um, I suppose you're you're in the sport. Can you were identified back in 2010 the triathlon Ireland yeah, yeah, ID program? Yeah. So you're nearly 10 years yeah. in the sport of triathlon. So you've been very sporty for a very long time. Yeah. Lots of people listening to the show um, might have only taken up triathlon in the last four to five years yeah. um, but you've both come from a strong sporting background as well I mean you've both represented Ireland in, in running yeah. um, and so and, and cycling as well so tell me a little bit more about I suppose the journey from 2010 De- to definitely not swimming definitely not swimming <laughs> yeah. well, are you more the swimmer I don't know are you no, more the swimmer neither of you really maybe, are the swimmer maybe someday hopefully I'll be oh, hopefully yeah. I'll be getting better as well <laughs> Um, but I suppose you know if you look back over the past number of years, you know where, where or tell us a little bit about your journey to to now to today to Saint Stephen's Day or Boxing yeah. Day in the UK. Um, um, nine years of, I, of triathlon. I think it's not even before that because I guess I think we we're very blessed to have the parents we had because um, especially yeah no we were because I mean when I was growing up I I was I remember I was very very. Um, uh, I wanted my own way with things and I, I remember I wanted to try everything I seen I mean like I tried uh, karate horse riding <laughs> boxing bloody uh, Irish dancing like everything has like, he any Irish dancing medals I don't there's some in the house though. I don't know where Sean actually from. Sean has some or other brothers so yeah. you have two other brothers as well yeah, yeah, Ethan yeah. and Sean yeah, as well yeah, yeah. yeah. Ethan is, is definitely following in your footsteps as well I believe is he yeah. Yeah. trying to yeah. at least yeah, um, I'm trying to 
Yeah, he's a tough cookie. He's a tough cookie. If you can get the motivation together, he'll be yeah. class. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so bring it back down to your your youth, very youthful stage of of, of training. Yeah, of. so I yeah we we were able to do everything we wanted, and mum like let us like yeah we did everything rugby, soccer, all like anything I wanted, to give it a go, and um, eventually I, we did swim. I did, yeah we both did swimming, um, just like lessons up until twelve the tw- the twelfth grade. And then we did, uh, I joined the swim club and it was more like a thing that I just did because like there was my, I had a couple of friends there and it was like something I just almost did just, I don't know, I just did it and I just enjoyed just going there. Um, but I never thought of it seriously. And then I remember, uh, myself, we, we used to watch like WWE and I wanted to become, uh, <laughs> I wanted to become, I remember Jeff Hardy was like my, my hero, like, and, uh, this guy used to just jump off like 20 foot you know cages <laughs> cages onto just floor <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna have to get like hard enough and um i was like well the first thing i needed to get a six-pack and i was like how am i gonna get a six-pack because i think it was 11 and i was like i'm not gonna get I'm, they're not gonna allow me into the gym so what's the best thing you can do and i kind of just did a bit of research and running was the best thing to get lean and i kind of was aware that i was like i had a i had, I had some rolls on me like i was a bit chubby yeah. a bit chubby you're a chubby kid yeah <laughs> i floated well anyway but um <laughs> I decided then to go out and just did a bit of running. And I remember we we just go out for a walk to even the family and I would do like sprints. I started to kind of build up like a kind of an ego about like, oh, I'm actually all right at running. And then I joined the cross country team uh, in, in primary school. And then I got into my head that I wanted to do something crazy. Like my, my shit, my attention shifted to, I want to do something like run across America. Like, not having seen Forrest Gump. I remember. But, I remember. I remember the Iron Kid. Thing. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember. I was a bit That's true. Actually, I remember that. You must have been about eight. You were twelve. Yeah. I seen you showing Dad on the thing. Oh yeah. On the internet. Because he. Because Iron Kid is like an Iron Man for kids. And it's okay. in America. The Iron Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, we have them in the UK. Funny enough, because I remember. Um, I wanted to, I remember running into dad's into the bedroom dad and he was asleep and I was like I figured out what I want to do I'm running run across America and dad was like no come on do something like useful like it was like there's a thing called Iron Man so I then went off and like researched Iron Man and had your dad done triathlon before or no he hadn't no, done he hadn't, but, no, he no, no, of, but he knew of but he knew of Iron Man and triathlon and then okay. I was like that sounds crazy and then I remember we, we were like looking up what Aaron said the Iron Kids and I was showing dad I was like you know we should go over to the states and I'll do this and like yeah, whooped, whooped some butts. And then uh, <laughs> then I w- we went to the TID day, or I went to the TID day after a girl in my swim club had like recommended it because she'd seen it advertised. And we went up, and I got I somehow got on the squad. Obviously, I was, must have been okay. Like, and um, even we went over to the first the first TI camp, and me and funny enough Russell was sitting down together, and like he was even young. Like I think it was I was just gone fourteen, and he was maybe 18 or 19 and we were going around the table asking what each other what we want to like achieve and i didn't i didn't even know what it was like i didn't know anything about triathlon all i knew was there was iron man i think i had an idea of chris mccormick and that was like it and like they came to me and they're like what do you want to do and they're all saying oh they want to be like the olympic champion i didn't even know it was in the olympics (laughs) and they was like i'm going to win an iron man and then they're like okay like that's a long way away and i'm like no i'm going to do it next year (laughs) And I remember Russell like looking at me like, not a chance. <laughs> and I was like, well, what are you? And I didn't even know what we were there. We were in Spain on a high performance camp. I thought it was an Ironman camp. And I was like, well, what, what are we doing here? Like, and they were like, this is ITU. And I was like, what's that? And eventually I just, yeah, figured I, I got into that. And you've come a long way from, from, from then now. Yeah, you've had some yeah. serious results on the ITU circuit. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about some of those? Um, yeah. Really had some serious results this year. Yes. Yeah. This year, uh, I got well. I, yeah, I won my first European Cup, um, and I won a few other continental cups around the world. Um, yeah, my rankings, yeah, steadily going up, and my each each individual components going up, and um, yeah, just yeah, it's been a it's been a steady progression throughout the years. So. But the big focus for 2020 is to try and get to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. There's, there's, I have a few other focuses in my head. Um, I think it's very important. I mean, really, the only thing you can control in sport is the process. Like, and really, that's once you become very, you ha- you need a goal to direct you. 
you really do but if you become goal oriented then you can kind of forget that you need to put in work to get there and that the work that like each day the work is the most important thing and um, the results will follow Mm. and I think I I don't like to put too much emphasis on like I want to go to the Olympics but um, I have a few other goals to make sure that like I don't end up in a position where even if that doesn't happen it destroys me Mm -hmm. and it's more about like I actually to be honest I see it as like the sport you should be about mastering it a bit like a martial art you know it's not about being the best in the world it's actually about like getting your black belt it's about like mastery of a skill and if you master the skill everything else will fall into place you can't control your competitors you know so if you can if you can if you can become a master of it and literally reach your potential everything else will follow like and i mean people that get a bit hung up on results when they've done their best it can it can be yeah, it can be a downward spiral. Like it can be not the best way to look at it from my from my experience and what I see to be the optimum approach. Of the the, the sprint Olympic distances races, which do you prefer? Uh, right now, the sprint because I can typically I get even the well, if I had to pick actually the Super League stuff. I mean, okay, the Super League. I I just got invited this year to do that, and I mean like that's it's super painful, but it's so. It's so on. I mean, like in the ITU stuff, I think they're getting better at trying to make the races more exciting for spectators and mm-hmm. making it more hilly and more technical. But um, Super League, I mean, like they've completely revolutionized. I think it's a matter of years before they they take like yeah they 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 they, they take the limelight because it's just not only is it better it's for so spectators, fast. it's so fast and it really tests an athlete. I mean, like most of us train at nearly like every level physiologically and we're training every like muscle in our body um as triathletes and i think it, it really does show who's who's the best athlete all around because a lot of the times you can you can get away with hiding on the swim the bike or not really the run but like the swim or the bike you can you can hide um and i think there's no weaknesses in the likes of uh, super league um, so i've had to pick super league um and then right now i, I like i like the shorter stuff because i do better at it typically but um, I, I think I would, I'd prefer to be better at the longer stuff. And Aaron, now that you've come back to triathlon after doing specifically cycling, I mean, you were on the Nicholas Roach um, team yeah. for a little while, yeah. but you decided to not pursue that. Why? I was having such fun with it. And then it wasn't, it wasn't really fun anymore. I was just like really getting really way too serious so now you're still racing domestically here yeah. in Ireland because yeah. I know you won the one of the criteriums in, oh, Galway. in Galway that was the yeah. last time I yeah. actually oh, yeah. <laughs> saw your race was in June yeah. of, of this year wasn't it down in Highfield Park. yeah Calm was there Calm yeah. there and yourself and you did a great race like yeah. it was, it was it's, the, the thing is it's really exciting to watch yeah, yeah. the likes of especially the especially that crit race is yeah. very, very exciting it's quite, quite like the Super League like it's very short and sharp yeah and it's very fast yeah so what does a typical day look like for you now because you're in UL I know obviously it's Christmas time so what's the typical training day look like for you as a triathlete as opposed to maybe what it looked like as a cyclist I'm pretty still working around the same hours like because I get up at I'd say like half six and then every every day except Fridays we train in the pool in the morning so an hour and a half is that with the UL yeah crew yeah yeah um Aaron Bryan's coaching us in the pool so um well he's coaching us all across the board actually (laughs) um so yeah, that's their first session. Swim in the morning, and then it can depend what what day. It could be quite hard, or it might be a bit easier. But then in the evening, I usually two sessions a day, every day of the week, basically. I swim, not, bike, and run. Yeah, and then yeah, every day, every day I swim, and then alternating um, bike run. Bike run then. And in, is there a nice the group of you to train with down yeah, yeah, there? Would you that, train together ever? Well, so I'm, I'm, I'm just away for when I come back to UL. I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll be training with himself, and there's a few down there, but another one, Killian Tierney. Oh, yeah, Killian's down there as well. Yeah, yeah, so the three of us get on very well. So, you, so you're in the Netherlands at the moment, yeah. in your sem- you're finishing out your semester. Yeah, a little place called Delft, um, just outside Amsterdam. I've, I've, I've actually been able to kind of do my own thing. Like, I'm self coach. I do have people that advise me, and I think that's very important that give input. But so um, self coach. Yeah, yeah. Because I've had, I mean, like I'm 24, and I've had <coughs> like over 10 years, 12 years in in the game. And I mean, I think experiences. If you're not, if you're conscious and you're you're trying to learn, I mean, and again, this goes back to this is my 
take on how you sh- how I would approach sports is it should be a, a mastery of a skill and um, you know the 10,000 hours and all that that you're putting in work and you're trying to figure out what it is that what you need to do to become a master of it and you know there's a lot of athletes that they need somebody there to tell them what to do but I even see the thing is I mean I wake up at 4.30 most mornings in the Netherlands to go swimming I thought I was, and doing, then, good. I thought I was doing good at half six <laughs> This is where the sibling rivalry now starts, <laughs> I know, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'd stay in bed later if I could. So 4.30 in the morning, wake up call. Yeah, but I think like even practicing like discipline, like I've learned some, I've learned more in sport than I've learned in anything in my life. And I mean, learning, especially when you're, it's one thing to become great and helping, or people helping you do it, or even being pulled along the way. But like, if you can, if you can, you want a team but if you can do it yourself as well consciously like figuring it out and actually understanding I mean like I, I learned so much about how people work just from the way I you know do sport and how to how to conduct myself in every other aspect of my life and um, I think that's very important and that's how I see what I do um, in training so so talk me through your typical training yeah, load then so um so I yeah typically wake up uh, it could be 4.30 or 6 depending on the morning um, train in the morning it could be one or two sessions so I have usually sw- I swim every day um, and swim and then there's three gyms in the week and they typically be after the, the swim sessions in the morning and then I go to college from pretty much well, so on average about from 9 till 2 then sleep and then I go back and I do like my biker run. Um, and what would the biker run be? Would it be a two hour bike, an it hour depends. run? It depends. So at the moment, uh, at the moment in the off season, I'm doing a bit more like endurance type stuff. So like my, a lot of my, I do two in, uh, tempo runs during the week, which are like, you could sit, sit on the treadmill and go to like 18 and a half, 19 k's an hour for 40 minutes. Mm. And they're like, it's really strong running. And, and similar on the bike, like real, I actually don't do that much long stuff I do like two even on the bike um, I do most of my stuff in the indoors on the so trainer would two hours be considered a long bike for you then yeah, two to two and a half but I do like I, I don't really fall below 200 watts because I don't know physiologically don't really see that there's actually any benefit to sitting on a bike for four hours at 120 watts versus sitting on a bike for two hours at 220 watts or 200 watts um so I, I think, yeah, in terms of development systems that are relevant for triathlon, that that's what needs to be done because we're not cycling the Tour de France. You know, we're not doing six, seven hours a day. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. So a lot of it's, it's it, yeah, it's relatively short and sharp, but I'm still doing 24 hours a week and it's at a pretty high intensity. And how do you balance your college studies and the training load? Um, yeah, that's tough. I mean, again, like it's, it's, it's become a matter of, I think like Aaron, I only want to do, I've learned to do the things that I really want to do in life and figure out what it is that I want to do in life and not just be pulled around by things. I mean, not being afraid to figure out what it is and take that time to like be broke, not have anything and figure it out. And I think Aaron's like, Aaron's never ever done anything that he doesn't want to do. And that's even why he ended up in cycling and then coming back. Yeah. And, uh, Discovering that. I had a, <laughs> I had a, I had a heated discussion with my mother not two weeks ago about this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What, did mommy, what did mommy say? Well, I, I was talking about college and I was, I, I like college, but I don't know if the course is 100% for me. Okay. So I'm thinking of like changing course. But I'll finish out this year and see how it goes. But I, I, was, I was thinking about it, talking about it, and mum was like, oh, you know, sometimes you just got to, you know, I just probably sick of me, like, changing, switching, like, doing this, doing that, and then, like, not really know what I'm going to do. Like, maybe having a different plan next week than the week before. And then I said to her, I was like, maybe if I do a different course next year, and then she was like, you know, sometimes you just got to do just you got to do things and even if you don't like them you know you just got to do them anyway i was like nah, nah. And I, don't think, I think that's like we had this discussion as well with another with just people we know there rec- um, we've met there over the weekend and somebody said that i mean we we really i don't agree with it at all i think that's a very unthought way of approaching things and if you really firstly 
if you figure out what your passions are, you really don't really you really don't care about how much you make or what's your status. Well, I don't think any of us would be in the business that we're in or do what we're doing if it was about the money. Absolutely, to be I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I genuinely think. I mean, if somebody had said to me years ago that I would be doing what I'm doing now uh, with a commerce degree, I'd have said no, not a whole. Yeah. I'll probably end up as an accountant or a tax advisor or something and, and like why that. Why did you change? You definitely would love. Well, but I, I love don't know, it. Why did you yeah. this more? Oh my god! Like, yeah. I gave up what? a whole a career in fundraising, an eleven year career in fundraising, to follow my passion. I knew that I loved travel. And what caused the shift? Sport. Why did you decide? You know what? I'm just like to hell with it. I'm well, I suppose the the side of it is that I, I had progressed. I had been doing the presenting for a while since 2011 and it was 2015 before I was brave enough to maybe say, okay, I have enough behind me yeah. as a career, as an experience that if this goes belly up and I don't work as an MC or I, do, I mean, I didn't think of having a podcast back in 2015, might have fleeting thoughts of it. But um, if, if it didn't work, I had a backup plan that, look, I can always end up working again in fundraising somewhere yeah, or I would do sure. anything that it would take Absolutely. because I wanted to follow my passion for yeah. sport. Yeah. But and that's similar to you I guess as well. Just like, I, would, you have been, would you have been satisfied if you didn't do it? Imagine. No, I don't think so. No, Absolutely. I think it would have been at the back of my mind um, a lot of the time. And because I was already doing some of the presenting and the announcing, um, I was already doing some of it. So I had to make the decision. You either do it or you don't. And I came to a crossroads uh-huh. of either progressing my fundraising career and forever regret not taking risk, that jump yeah. or take a risk yeah. and sometimes you have to take a risk I absolutely agree but it was yeah. a calculated risk yeah for sure mm. absolutely calculated yeah, risk yeah. Um, but it'd be the same with you Aaron if you were to step out of out of college it's yeah. a calculated risk it's a calculated risk going into to the cycling and then it's yeah. another calculated risk coming back out of it yeah yeah. you know and your pride is a huge part of it as well well no, I think yeah. if you can kill pride that's a great thing especially I mean, sport it's not about pride yeah it? because people like pride is a massive factor and like ambitions about things that really might not mean much to you you know if, if you cannot worry about things that are very superficial mm. you can you can figure out a lot more about how to approach things I think it makes life a lot easier so if you were to choose a different college course, because I think this is quite interesting because you're 19 years of age now and I'm sure there's plenty of people who were at your age who are listening and kind of going, God, I wish I'd done something different back in the day when I was in college myself. Yeah. Or maybe there's young people listening. I know there are, in fact, young people listening to this as well. So what are you going to do? Are you going to take your mum's advice and stick it out or... No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, mommy. But do, you, but do you not think that like as we go through life, there's things that will come up that we don't like, that we kind of... No, we have put like... Okay, let's, let's investigate that because I think you have to... Like if, if you, you're if working you, at a job you, and you yeah, don't like it. Yeah, but yeah. What, what are you... You're not going to quit at What's your responsibility? Yeah, I because if, I, I think it is different if you have a family and you have, have to look after people. But for us now... I mean, we're, we're, we're completely independent Yeah. and we have no, our, our family, our, our parents, thank God, are in a, a good place that we don't need to like worry about yeah, them. That's, that's, we're, see, we can't, yeah, we can't really speak for other people. We can't speak for everybody. We, we're very lucky to be like, I don't know, have the parents that we have who, can, who can support us Absolutely. to do whatever we want to do. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, we see if you have a family, like you, you can't uh, just, you have to you can't just drop, somebody. you can't just say, I don't like my job. No, Even though you've got three children to support. Yeah. Well, my mom gave me a great piece of advice years ago and she said, write down all the things that you want to do and then write down the things that you don't want to do. Yeah. So if you write down the things that you don't want to do or you don't want to be, then at least you can just yeah, pass them off. You don't even have to look at them. So now It's a process of elimination. It's again we, back to the that's process. another thing. I mean, yeah. like, like we, we said this again, like pro- life is probably about process of elimination because... Mm. What's the chance you're going to find the thing you really want to do? Very unlikely. Like. You're, you're going to find the things you don't want to do. But if you can fail as much as possible, as quickly as possible, and yeah. I said, that's the same thing with even like a study in product design, that's what we're taught. We're like, fail quickly because you learn so much. And I mean, it's somebody that thinks that they're doing the right thing and are, they're not willing to change their position. They're gar- like, unless they're very, very, very lucky it's likely that they're going to fail. And I mean, if you can, anybody, any, look, anybody that's top of their game, they'll say the same things. They'll mm. say, fail, figure it out. Don't be afraid to But even pursue. in racing, I mean, if you're down in the swim and you're coming out of the water behind the lead pack, you yeah, need to you change just, your process to get to the, yeah, change you just your plan. Decide, I'm just going to pull out. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, not, that's not how you approach things. So how often in a race would your race plan not go to plan maybe? Or would you have to, 
I suppose, reinvent the wheel a bit in terms of I had decided I was going to stick at this heart rate, but I'm maybe ahead in the swim or behind in the swim. I'm going to nail the bike. I'm not going to nail the bike. Yeah. Um, well, for, for us, I think we, we, we never use, I guess, tech in, the, in, the, mm. in our race just because it's so sh- short and sharp. But like, um, I'd have an idea. Aaron's now, he's only in the sport, like, again, a year. Mm. So he's kind of figuring out where he is. But for myself, I mean, when I'm racing, I have an idea about the capacity of my rivals and I how important is that that you know I the think it's very very important especially now as it's getting like it's becoming more more competitive um, and athletes I mean in the past triathletes used to be like you'd see guys coming from a swim background or a run background or a bike background but I think this is the first generation with Von Sanui, the Brownies Blumenfeld this is the first generation where they started as triathletes for me if I'm having a really 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 bad day I mean, if, if I was weighed down, at least I can like compare myself to say, well, I'm usually, you can just take it apart, the race apart and say, I should be there. So something was wrong. And if it's really bad, you know, you might pull out. I mean, that's, that's pretty rare. But like you make the call and you say objectively, I'm probably 10% off. There's no point in continuing. Don't take it to heart. But then majority of the time, you just get on with it. I mean, don't, don't become emotionally too invested too stuck on too the plan stuck, stuck about the plan yeah, yeah. And, and then like talking about today I mean St. Stephen's Day uh, out at the 10k in Athen Rye today you yeah. finished in third position behind um, yeah that's a good example actually Classy and, and Hugh Armstrong but but Hugh Armstrong ran um, a course record today yeah. and, and Mick Classy if he had run it last year at the same pace he ran this year would yeah, have also record. broken a course record yeah. but you were third yeah did you expect to run as fast going no, into so that, that race that was, today again like that's that's a good point to make because I, I I planned to go with Mick and I didn't know Hugh was going to be there and um, you know the, the conditions weren't perfect today like it was windy and the, the course was actually tough and um, I thought okay I'm going to stick with Mick and you mixed mixed on that race for the past like eight years mm. so I was able to see his times and be like okay I'm just going to hold Mick and if I can do the time of around 30 40 I'll, I think it's a good day so they went out and Aaron had planned to stay with us for 5Ks. Yeah. And I mean, we went out the first kilometre, like uphill at 250. And I was like, I can't do this. There's no way. So I think I held on to like two and a half kilometres and then let them go. And then I just, I switched my my watch. When, I feel, when I'm feeling bad and I'm trying to keep my head away from like numbers and stuff, I'll just switch the clock face because I don't want to know what the time is. And I just kind of got on with it and just decided that was like, I had to change my race plan because... The two guys were took off faster than I expected, and now I was by myself and I was exposed. And I was like, okay, well, just switch off, focus on what you got to do. And then I ended up there was at the nine k mark. They had like the timing system to say what time we were, and we went through in like twenty seven forty three or something. I thought, okay, we're not running quick, or I'm not running slow. They're running quick. Mm. So then, yeah, put the hammer down and yeah, I was happy out because it's I, handy. It's downhill into the finish. Yeah, thank God. The <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> And then Aaron, you had a great race as well today. Where did you finish today? You were definitely in the top. I think I was fifteenth. But you were six. You were six up until five k. Yeah. So I was. I was. I was only. I, I was only there for five k. I was only present for five k, and then I, I I started walking. <laughs> so and no, but all, that was my plan, just that you know, in case oh anyone, yeah, okay. anything some anyone soft. sees you on the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you still finished. You mean you finished quite strong? Yeah. Today, so well. yeah, my, my my plan was to get a five k time. Because, yeah, my body's a bit weak, as I said. Like, it's Christmas dinner I, yesterday. Well, it's just yeah. the wind. It, like, and he has to be yeah. safe with injuries. I'm not as, yeah. So what, what's next for you then, Aaron? For 2020, what are you... I don't know. Other it's than hard. changing course in college? As concert. <laughs> <laughs> as concert, like, it's, I don't, like, I don't really have many, like, real goals. Like, I just, like, perform as well as I can, but... Do you enjoy it? In triathlon? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What's your favorite part of it, or why? I, I like training. Training is really good. Yeah, I I find it very enjoyable. I like the variety variety of it. I like it. There's so many different things that you're not like. It's not it doesn't become like a monotonous like process. Yes, like just loop. And is biking your favorite of the three? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> well, maybe not the trainer, but definitely when you're in the in the race, like you pass people, like you're just flying by. It's unreal. <laughs> Someone should be in the pool and it's like really like. What am I doing here? No, you can yeah, actually like you be really like you feel really good and you're like this is class and you feel the water. 
the other days be like feel like a brick in the water <laughs> it'd be horrible but yeah i don't know it can change like from week to week i don't i i've no really like like love for one over the other yeah, so I, like, I like them all. Yeah. Yeah, and then Con, what about you? Of of the three disciplines, what are your? It's usually the one I'm going best at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't. If I, I think if I had to pick, I was even talking to Hugh after race. I mean, if I had to pick one t- tomorrow that I had to just focus on, it would be it would be running. And I think it's just running so easy. Like I mean, you can run anywhere. Swimming, swimming's pretty cool when you're like you know you feel the water and you, it's it's a you know you get into a rhythm, but. Running, I don't know, I love the freedom of running. And I mean... Especially, you can kind of do it anywhere. You can do it anywhere. And I think it's so natural. I mean, you're, you're... you Like, I'd be very... I think I'd be holistic and organic in terms of my approach to running. Um, like, even I bloody wear, like, kind of very, very minimal shoes everywhere. And I think that, like, it's a very natural... You're supposed to run. I mean, your body is actually built to have running as, as, as some part of your daily life, you know. Um... So I do think that that's probably for me. Um, I get the most enjoyment out of it, and I get the most. I get the the biggest high, I think, as well. Out of the running. Yeah. And today you ran your fastest ten k. Fastest road ten k. Road ten yeah. k today. Yeah, yeah. So it's good because I mean, at this time of the year, we're we're still in the off season, and mm. it's I've only been doing I've been doing endurance runs, and yeah, shaping up again. I've, even my swim, my swims, my swims improving. My bike is. I did a bike test two days ago, and that's really good. So. Look, I'm I'm in a good place coming for this year. So, so talk to me about nutrition because um, it's yeah. it's I suppose really the fourth dis- well transition is uh-huh. the fourth discipline, but nutrition and yeah. recovery are, are so important in triathlon as well. So, how do you fuel all the training that you're doing? What sort of foods do you eat? Are you gone down a particular type turkey. of food? Rose, loads of turkey. <laughs> <laughs> loads of turkey. No, I, well, I'm actually I'm vegetarian. Okay. Now. So, um, I've I've played a lot a lot with diets and stuff and. Um, I found I just was slowly reducing meat and I guess I was reducing this because I'm studying sustainability in my course so it's just in terms of like what we're doing for the planet I'm not, I'm not trying to preach to anybody out there as well like I think you should do whatever you want um, but I just learned yeah that like it's meat production is so bad for like just for the environment I mean and, and then the other thing is the, the conditions that a lot of the animals are in is just I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't kill the animal yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think a lot of people. If you just put yourself in a position, if you had to do it, you wouldn't do it. And I was, I think I was being ignorant for a lot of time, just because like you can put it off in your head. And eventually, I was just like, I, like, I feel like a hypocrite because, I mean, I I would be very much so. I think love's like so important, and like everything is about love. But I'm I'm thinking this, and I'm saying like, well, you're not actually acting like this, and so. Yeah, I eventually just cut it out, and I did it slowly. Um, and it, I'm again, I'm not trying to like spread out propaganda about all this, but like I'm 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 now in college uh, this semester, and I'm training four hours a day, and I'm sleeping because of college that lasts for it can last for up to nine hours during the day, and then I I prep all my food, so I eat very clean. I think as long as you're eating clean, you're not eating processed food, it's fine. I'm only sleeping like six hours a day on average and I'm recovering and I feel I've never felt so I've never felt so alive like and again I'm, I'm I'm probably in the best shape I've ever been and I don't know like I think diet plays a part it's probably that's not that's not everything but um I also had a, a skin a rash I used to get and um I found this yeah cutting out like certain products has gotten rid of that and um yeah, I, I, I've just figured out what for me. It might not work for everybody else. Um, well, the, the food side of things are so important because really, if you're putting bad food into your stomach, it's like putting unleaded petrol into a diesel car. Yeah. So you've, your body has to to run off the fuel that you feed it. Yeah, and I mean, like you, you literally are what you're made of, or you are what you eat. Mm. Um, and I think... I don't think it's that complicated. Like, it's just not eat that complicated. Clean. <laughs> just eat clean. Just eat well. And... Again, I'm not trying to preach to people what and eat enough. Eat, eat enough. Eat enough. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, like if you're eating, if you're eating, if you're eating whole grain, fibrous foods, and you know you're not putting like artificial stuff into it, you know, you're, if you're not tricking your body that it needs more, I think people will be typically like the obesity rates will go down and health will improve and like you just have more motivation to do sport and diet is honestly like it's 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 hard though. It's hard. It's hard. I think it's hard because 
we have so much options. Mm. We have so much options. Like, like the, the does it food, come back to your? Diet, you mentioned discipline earlier. Does it come back to pure partly, and discipline? I don't but think purely, but partly education. Education awareness. I think so. Yeah, I think mm. a lot of people don't realize what it is that I mean. The short term reward of say putting a chalk in your mouth. Oh, is yeah. that like you don't see the long term effects of doing it and I mean it's so easy I did it I do I, I still probably do it is that like you say it's like I'll just have one now and I won't do it tomorrow yeah and I mean but that is the thing is that is your mind tricking itself that is what you're doing and, and you wonder why can't I change it but it's in every moment like your decisions you make and yeah discipline partly but I think if you're just if you're aware and you're conscious and you can just like look at things and not I don't want to say I'm. This is the only other person. Do not bullshit yourself. Look at life objectively and say, you know, don't trick yourself into things. And if if it's chocolate and you say, look, it's a chocolate. I, I know that there's you know um, the, the the sugar the, the sugar in that. But you know what? Right now I want that. That's fine. I think everybody needs to treat themselves. But like, do not don't bullshit yourself. Okay. So definitely your environment as well. The your environment. Your environment. Yeah. I found. That um, so whenever whenever I'm down in Limerick, like whenever I down during the week weekdays down in college, I don't even think about like I've got such a sweet tooth. Oh, it's ridiculous! Like <laughs> every <laughs> every every single tooth that rotted out of my mouth when I was a kid. Oh, and then I have pictures. Yeah, oh. and my little baby teeth were yeah. Thank God they're gone anyway. So do you still have the sweet tooth? I do. But and how do you curb the appetite into, for I, sugar? I go down to Limerick and I just it just doesn't. I just forget about it. Yeah. I it, I don't know what happens. And like I I don't know if it's like the environment of like I know that like once I go down there I like a switch in my head that's like you're training there like this is and then I come home and I don't know if it's like a comfort mode. Like in your car, like you turn on comfort mode, you come home, and then it's like <laughs> you I just, always have to change the routine. I was a devil for uh, for going into Apple Green on the way home from Dublin and yeah. getting like a a flat white and a nice little bar of chocolate, and I had to stop. But, I had to stop going in because it was just the routine in my head that like there's my treat for going home. I have to stop. Yeah, yeah. like honestly, like I came home last Friday and I said right. I'll keep. I'll, I'll just three days now until Con comes home, and I show him. I'll show him how lean I've got. And like I just show him, I just show him all the good work, and I show him a lean. I lasted two hours when I got home. <laughs> two hours, and I just started binging on food. And and as as Con said, as Con said there, I was like, I, I started binging on food. It's like, oh, just, I just just tonight, just, just tonight, tonight, just tonight. I'll yeah. start, I'll start tomorrow, and then I got to them tomorrow, and then I was like. No, just one more day one more day and then oh. but it's like breaking a cycle though isn't it? it absolutely and I think Aaron's 100% right environment is 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 probably probably the biggest factor and because yeah and then even my training in Limerick like I don't even think about my tr- like I just do my training like there's no question, no question. yeah like you just get it done and whereas at home you're like oh I have to go train in a so talk to me about sibling rivalry is there any? Um, well, when I you're mean, racing together the two of you well, yeah like, uh, like I think the, the really good thing about having a brother in sport is um, like we would have gone out you know, <laughs> training our whole lives together and I think you see like your sibling as being like literally the same the same made of the same stuff as you are you know like I think when you go to international competition or you go to any competition you can look at somebody and be like oh they might be genetically better blah blah but when you look at your sibling you're like you know he doesn't have a benefit or at least that's what you tell yourself yeah. and like you you actually end up I find getting the most out of yourself because it's not that like there's no one I'd rather see do well than my brothers in sport 100% but at the same time I don't think there's anybody that could push me further yeah because I mean it, it's like you see them and you're like I'm not trying to like lie to myself and say oh well maybe he's a bit better or maybe yeah. like he's tired and it's like He's not. He, he, you just say he's not going to beat me because I'm. I'm tougher than he is. I can toss this out. Like, <laughs> what's the closest you've come in a race that oh, you've geez. raced each other in? Ennis. I was pretty close to Ennis. Yeah, like he was less. I think he was only a minute behind a yeah, sprint track and this year. that was my best race ever. <laughs> so Are far. you proud of what Khan has achieved, Aaron? Yeah, it's good. 
It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Is that all I'm going to get? <laughs> it's good. But you, you must be very proud of what you've what you've done, Con, over um, the years. I mean, if you look at how you've grown in the sport from the early days and racing on the Irish circuit specifically, but then to step up and race internationally. And yeah, if you look, at I it, think I, I, I again like this is. I'm not very like Catholic, say, but like, mm. um, like I think they say sin is a pride for a reason. I think that like sin can be, or not sorry, sorry, pride. It can be like, yeah, it's okay, and like in saying like I think you did a really good job, but for me when I was a kid, I'd have been very proud about results. Okay. And I think then I created expectation because of my pride, and then I had a few years where like I wasn't meeting my, I wasn't meeting my expectation. And I realized that was fueled a lot from pride because if I came across, if I actually had a good race, it was more of a relief because I didn't, yeah. I wanted to keep an image about who I was rather than going out in a race and doing the best I could. And then, yeah, it's only now that, like, even coming across a race finish, I mean, it's more like, like, it's fun. And, like, in the moment, it's, like, it's all about, like, you know, doing your best and, like, being, being present and, like, really, like, being in the race and then as soon as the race is over I don't think I don't have that kind of that feeling of pride anymore it's more like it's yeah so it's you, just good crack like it's fun but you feel pressure before it is not a whole lot like no you were pitted as number one going into one of your big races because this year did I that. don't get too nervous you no. don't get too nervous no not really no what about I you do you I get nervous ner well nervous will come with um, if you're putting expectations on yourself I think so, so that's probably why you don't get nervous Possibly, and that's yeah. I, uh, I probably actually I wouldn't get nervous anymore. Like I used to get, I used to get so nervous for like Mayo cross country races. Anything, I don't know what it is about cross country races. Yeah, I used to. I know that. everyone's the same. Like anyone I've ever come across, it's just like cross country races are just the worst. Yeah. Like every kid gets sick on the start line. Yeah. And then I went to the World Cycling Champs. I was like, so what? And I didn't even like no nerves at all. Yeah. And I think as well, like you look at then you're there in the under twelve Mayos and you're like. Dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the top guys, I don't think I'm not saying that if you get nervous, that's okay, you know, because obviously you can't control how you feel. Mm. But um, like a lot of the guys, I do know that it would be the, the top. There's very few that do get nervous, and I mean, they might be like really, really hyper ambitious and focused, but I don't think they they don't seem to get very nervous. But would you have strategies to kind of keep yourself calm? Do you meditate or visualize yeah, yourself? Yeah, visualization's really good. Meditation. Well, the only thing you can do is go as hard as you can, and yeah. then there's no point of getting nervous. Yeah, for sure. Well, you can't do that all the time. Maybe though. you can get nervous about the pain. I mean, okay, that's actually yeah, something I do okay, get. Yeah. I do get nervous about that's true. before a session. Yeah. Because you know, well, you know it's going to be tough. Really before hard. some sessions, I actually get nervous because I'm like. This, this is going to be so painful. Yeah, and there's no getting away from it. And I actually probably there's been sessions where I get more nervous for a session than yeah, before a race. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I've got I've got more nervous before twenty minute walk by test in any race of my life. And that's the white coat effect as well. Sometimes isn't it when you're going to the doctor? Yeah. You get nervous about going to the doctor, and they take your blood pressure and it's sky high, but it's just it's called a white coat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You talked about Ironman at the start. Obviously, yeah. the Olympics are on the yeah. cards. Yeah. Fingers crossed, hopefully. Yeah. Well, the, the road to the Olympics are on the cards for 2020. But have your eyes set on any Ironman race that you might do in the future? I think eventually I'll have to do it. Because, I mean, like, even I owe it to myself as a kid that I said I wanted <laughs> to do it. So I have to at least... I'll do one. You said it now. But I said it now. It's, on this, <laughs> now it's out there. But, um, I think uh, for, for... There's a lot of guys now in ITU that are making jumps to, say, 70.3. They do it as almost like base training. So at the moment, like the the Norwegians, they mm. do it. They keep it as like a thing to stay focused and something to train for. So I think maybe next year after the Olympics, I might do a seventy point three. Um, and seventy point three, from what I'm told, it's like a four hour race is very different to eight hour race. And they say that you know you can really race a four hour mm. uh, half Ironman. It's not as big of a jump from Olympic to 70.3 no, as 70.3 yes, is to yeah, full. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 So I think I might do it just because I would enjoy, I think I'd enjoy it eight hours though, like at, at the very, at the very Minimum. fastest, like, I, just, I don't know, like, I don't think I'd enjoy it. I mean, I love, I love racing. Like, I love going head to head with people and like getting the most out of myself. Like, that's what I, that's what I really love and getting the most out of other people. So I think in an Ironman where you're typically, it's very isolated and it's, it's you versus you, which is good, but... I, I just, I really love the short, sharp stuff. And I mean, even 
I'm still relatively young. I want to kind of make them all say that. <laughs> so we've, we'll have people listening from across the world, from Ireland primarily and the UK, but from across the world. And if there's one piece of advice that you could give somebody in setting their goals for 2020 across racing or training, what would they be? I'll ask the same question to both of you. Um, you know what? I'll answer this question as well to tie it back to something we said earlier I don't think we finished it was that like the the thing about like following your dreams and your passions and like mm-hmm. not being afraid to fail not just like racing and all that I think like you should truly like you should limit the amount of things that you you have to dedicate your life to you know and I think there's people that they, they have too much going on in their lives and they don't you know like you have family who, who deserve your time and then you have to work which deserves you have to you know you have to be there and you hope that the work you do, you're passionate about. And then if you have time for something else, you know, devote yourself to it. And limit the amount of things you're doing and figure out what it is that you want. And if you don't know what it is, spend your time figuring out what it is that you want to do. I mean, don't just do something for the sake of doing it. We were talking about a guy there we were talking to during the week. And he was like, I'm going to go to college as soon as I finish, yeah. um, finish secondary school. And I and asked like, him what he wants to do in college. He goes, I don't know. I said, so how did you know you're going to go to college? Because I just know I'm going to go to college. He didn't know what he was going to do in college, but he knew that he wasn't going to take a year out of school to find out what he wanted to do. <laughs> it just makes he no was sense. just going to go. It, I mean, it made no sense. But is that not the pressure that the kids are feeling in those? It is. Yeah, but it is. Why, well. it, 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 is it, it makes. Oh. It li- like, just look at it. It makes no sense. People are doing things that they don't even know what they're doing. I mean, you're just doing it because it's like a social norm. Yeah. Like, there's no sense to it. I mean, I went to I went to do study in UCD for a year, and I didn't want to go there, but I kind of I got a scholarship, and it was kind of the biggest scholarship in the country. And I had I was good at a certain subject. It was it was physics. My parents were like they wanted me to go to college, and I was like I want to take a year out. And I said, look, I'll listen to you, but if I don't like it at the end of the year, I'm taking a year out. And that's what happened. And I I I took the year out, and then I figured out something that I do want to do. But sorry, just just answer like what people should do. Yeah, I think it's like people have responsibilities and they have to do what they need to do, and that's a hundred percent understandable. But like, if you have a dream, it doesn't mean you have to throw everything. Like, you can slowly, slowly make your way towards it and take the first steps. And the first, you know, the baby steps are the biggest steps, I think, because they're the yeah. hardest ones. Mm. So yeah. And Aaron, as the youngest person in the room today, <laughs> what would your piece of advice be for somebody? Jeez, I'd have to agree with him. Like, it's not some, yeah, just follow your gut, really. Follow do, your gut. Yeah, do what you want to do. There's no, there's no other advice. And <laughs> if there was a race you could win in the world ever, what would it be? Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, me too, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it has to be. Has, like, I don't know how you could give any other answer. Yeah. Yeah. I, to be honest, if, if I had a choice, though, of, you know, getting... If I got a choice to get a bronze medal at the Olympics or be a world champion, though I myself I would pick world champion. There's a lot of athletes that wouldn't pick that, but no, I'd go for mm. the bronze medal. I'll let you. Uh, I'll come back to you. I'll come back. I'll come back next year. Yeah. Same time, same place. Yeah. Maybe, for an update. Good. Maybe I get a bronze medal at the Olympics and then world champion. Uh, I'll let you know which one's better. <laughs> <laughs> and on that very positive note, from the Doherty brothers from Westport, we say thank you so much to Con and Aaron Doherty, who will hopefully have kept you entertained over the past uh, almost an hour uh, today. And a huge thank you to the two boys for joining me here in Galway after racing uh, the fields of Athenry. as always for tuning in big shout out again to everyone who has been listening to the show and sending messages to me across all the social media channels if you're enjoying the shows please feel free to pop a review on apple podcasts or on the facebook page try talking sport i really do love hearing your feedback on the interviews we have a great lineup of guests for 2020 but if you have a suggestion for a guest why not pop me an email to trytalkingsport at gmail.com that's try with an I not a Y best wishes to you all for 2020 I hope to see you on the start and finish line of a race this year until next time stay safe and keep smiling <laughs>